Welcome to Beside the Burn, the daily podcast from Burnside Presbyterian Church. And you are welcome as you join with us today. Remember that this podcast is also in conjunction with a blog which is published on our uh, church website. And um, you can find some articles and some interesting things to, uh, to read and to help you in your walk with Jesus at the blog as well. The plan is beside the burn that we go beside the still waters uh, where God would refresh us and speak to us and encourage us each day. Uh, So each day there's a short little Bible study and devotional thought. There is also uh, a time of prayer whenever we think about others. And I'll also be highlighting some of the things that are happening uh, within the church and on the blog as well. Monday to Wednesday, we're going to be thinking about the Bible passage that we were looking at on Sunday. Then on Thursday, we're answering some of your questions. And on a Friday, we're going to be having a book club. And for the next four to six weeks, we're going to be looking together at Gentle and Lowly, a book by Dean Ortland. And if I can encourage you to get that book and to read it, it is very, very readable, short chapters to the point And yet the amount of information in them that will make you think about Jesus in ways that you've perhaps never considered before, it is well worth getting the book and reading it. You should be able to get it in any good Christian bookshops. You can get it from Amazon. And if you have a Kindle, you can get it on your Kindle and be reading it um, this afternoon. So um, just remember all those things. So, Today we're continuing to think about um, the tabernacle and how that tabernacle means that God is with us and he is dwelling with us. And today we are thinking about how the tabernacle is linked with the Garden of Eden. Now, that may seem a strange comparison at first, but what we discover is that there are lots of similarities and it makes sense. The Garden of Eden was the first place where God dwelt with his people. He walked with Adam and Eve. He spoke with them there. They were in paradise. And as we look ahead to the end of scripture, we have the new heaven and the new earth recreating that idea of paradise in Eden. But Adam and Eve sinned. They were banished from the garden. And therefore, when God presents the plans for the tabernacle, it is a way for the people to dwell with God again. It's a way for God to dwell with his people again, that he's no longer just wandering freely in the garden, but he is now in the Holy of Holies at the centre of the tabernacle. And that's the place where the people meet with him. So I'd encourage you to read uh, Exodus 25. We read a little bit of it yesterday. We're going to look at some of the verses again today. And we're going to find some of the areas where Eden and the tabernacle are brought together. And first of all, we see in Genesis 2 and verse 12, where we're told about Eden being such a paradise and and such a rich place. And we're told about the gold and the onyx that are there. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. And we find that whenever we go to the tabernacle, 
there have been lots of gifts that are given by the people to make this tabernacle ornate. There's gold stitching. There's the Ark of the Covenant, as we saw yesterday, was covered in gold. There's onyx there. And the tabernacle is so ornate to try and remind the people of what they are missing in Eden, what they have left behind, and what they are travelling towards, not just in the promised land in Canaan, but also what they are travelling towards in the new heaven and the new earth. So in Exodus 25, we read about the tabernacle. These are the offerings you are to receive from them. Gold, silver and bronze, blue, purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen, goat hair, ramskins, dyed red and another type of durable leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and breast piece. So here we have the dwelling of God with his people. The tabernacle is, I suppose, just a, a pale shadow of what was in Eden. And the tabernacle also is a pale shadow of what will happen with Jesus when Jesus comes and dwells on the earth. He is God with us and that is what we're looking for. That is what we as human beings need and that's why we're providing this little um, daily podcast beside the burn that we come to God and we sit down beside him in what he offers us. Then we also find out that there are cherubim in both the Garden of Eden and also in the tabernacle. The cherubim in the Garden of Eden are placed there to stop anyone going back into the garden. Now, I don't know what you think of whenever you think of cherubim, whenever you hear the word cherub. A lot of art in the past has depicted them as sort of cute little chubby babies, as it were. But that's not what we find here, because these are not cute chubby babies that are guarding Eden. These are creatures with wings. So in Genesis 3 verse 24, after Adam and Eve have sinned and they are driven out of the garden, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life so that nobody goes back into the garden and eats of the tree of life and and lives forever. The only way to eternal life is now through God. And so the cherubim are placed there. Now what we find is, and if you remember yesterday as we read about the Ark of the Covenant, the structure on top of the cover or the mercy seat was two cherubim facing each other and their wings touching at the place where God would provide forgiveness. So in Exodus 25, verses 21 and 22, place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the covenant law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. 
So here are these two creatures again. The ones that are guarding Eden and stopping anyone coming in are now on the mercy seat, the atonement cover, the very place that you come to God for forgiveness. So it's linking back to Adam and Eve and their sin, but it's also showing the way for that sin to be dealt with and the way for us to come to God. Then we've also got to think of the tree of life. The cherubim were placed there to stop anyone going back into the garden and eating of the tree of life after Adam and Eve had ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But whenever we go to the tabernacle, We find, I suppose not really a tree, but something that represents a tree. We find the lampstand. And the lampstand has branches on it with lights. And um, if you were in uh, our church building, and uh, in, in a month's time you'll be able to come in and see our stained glass windows where they have been refurbished. And we have this lampstand in one of the windows. And... It is there as a, as a branch, as a, as a symbol of the tree of life, that we come to the light. We come to the light of the world, Jesus Christ, and he provides us with eternal life. That life that was taken away, that when death was introduced, when Adam and Eve sinned. So in Exodus 25, and at the end of the chapter, verses 31 32, we read about the lampstand. Make a lampstand of pure gold, hammer out its base and shaft and make its flower like cups, buds and blossoms of one piece with them. Six branches are to extend from the sides of the lampstand, three on one side and three on the other. And there we have the light of God coming to us, the tree of life where we come to him And he lights up our lives. He lights up our world. And he gives us the life that we need. And that's a wonderful picture of meeting with God and what it involves. Whenever we meet with God, we don't stay in the darkness. Our lives are illuminated and things change completely. So let's give thanks together and um, in prayer at the end of our study today and as we pray we want to uh, follow let's pray and pray for the deaconesses of our church we also want to pray for Donegal and Stranoler where the Reverend Stephen Richmond is a minister and we want to pray for our girls brigade Uh, this evening is the first registration evening for our girls brigade uh, when parents and new girls will come along pray that uh, folk will come to that and be part of that and we also want to pray for presbytery this evening as well as it will be meeting and i'll be at the uh, presbytery meeting so let's um, remember uh, all of these things together Heavenly Father, we thank you for the way that you teach us in your word. You give us these wonderful pictures that point to Jesus. And we think of the Garden of Eden where you walked with your people and dwelt with them. We think of the tabernacle. And now we praise you for Jesus, our Saviour, who walks with us each day, who is with us each day, who offers us forgiveness. 
We praise you and we worship you for that. And we look forward, Lord, to your return and the new heaven and the new earth where we will be able to dwell with you forever. Today, Lord, we want to remember the various things that are happening. We pray for our girls' brigade. And we ask, Lord, that you would um, be with uh, our girls' brigade as they meet this evening for registration. We pray that lots of new girls would come along. We pray that parents uh, would come along. We pray that all the girls that have been there before will come back again. And we thank you, Lord, for our girls and for uh, the, the outreach that this is and the impact that can be had in their lives. And we pray for um, Julie and we pray for Sylvia and we ask, Lord, that you would be with them uh, and help them in all the work that they do. Lord, we pray for deaconesses in our Presbyterian church. And we pray for them as they begin this new term. Uh, we thank you for the work that they've done and continue to do for your glory. And we ask, Lord, that you would help them as they seek to share your love. Pray also, Lord, for the congregations of Donegal and Stranolar. And we thank you for the Reverend Stephen Richmond as he ministers in those congregations and the witness for them in that area. We pray that they would be able to impact their local community uh, and reach out. And today, Lord, we also pray for presbytery meetings throughout our church. And we ask that you would guide all the business that will take place. We pray, Lord, in our local presbytery that you'd be with Trevor McCormick, uh, the clerk of the presbytery, and be with the Reverend James Heinemann, uh, the moderator of presbytery this year. So, Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.